Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Four Gins podcast. Today, we are going to talk about something we cannot live without, sex. Haha, <laughs> just kidding. Food. <laughs> I'm Kimmy. I'm Farron. I'm Susie. And I'm Jen. And apparently, Kimmy can't live without sex. <laughs> Shocking. It is like one of those, like... There's three things that you can't live without: water, food, and sex. I think that's okay. Right. Wait, you forgot air. We have to have. We have to breathe. Oh, well, I mean, right? You can anyway, breathe while you have sex. sex. That's it, right? Exactly, <laughs> and really hard. We are already off the rails. We're only thirty seconds in. Okay. All right. So today we are going to talk about food. What? Let's start out with what is you know I'm going to use the word favorites, but. I don't really have a favorite of a lot of things. So what are things that you really like or favorite food just in general? Tell me something about that. My two favorite foods are chocolate ice cream and extra sharp cheddar cheese. Not necessarily together, but those are my two absolute faves. Well, I agree. I also love sharp cheddar and every other kind of cheese except blue cheese. Because I think in general that cheese should be its completely own food group. That's true. Uh, Aside from that, my favorite other food is lobster and crab legs. That's three. I love fresh pasta and especially like um, there's this restaurant and they have the squid ink pasta with crab in it. And it's so, so good. Um, I love blue cheese. Um, You can have all my blue cheese. (laughs) And I just really like I like people like cake and cookies and stuff like that. I don't. I just like salty. Like if it's salty, get me. Um, okay, so as far as like a dinner food, I would say I love pizza and Italian no. food, right? Exactly. I love Italian food. I just, that's my jam. And I love all the cheeses. I you know, love like, all the cheeses. We're saying this and it's just like every other thing is coming to my, I love sushi. I yes. love yes. seafood. Like, I, I love Mexican. Right. I love pasta, it's, like you said. There's so it, many that you have like. I don't know if favorite is the right word, but things that you really like. Yeah. I okay, think, so let's go the opposite way and talk about what you don't, don't like. like. I don't like fruit. Uh-huh. What about a kumquat? <laughs> is a kumquat a fruit? <laughs> <laughs> no, I do like fruit if you count avocados and tomatoes, which some people do. And I don't, I've never tried, nor do I ever plan to try any kind of organ meat. Mm, like no, liver. I love Ew. foie gras, which is debatable. Ew. And if you're a little pita rep, then turn it off now because <laughs> there's something about them force feeding those geese until their livers get so fatty. That's just so delicious. And you can't buy like you can get in the south because they are like fuck the animals down there. But up here, it's like unethical or something. Um, so that's good. So you need to try that. <laughs> Not oh. that. She made it sound so appetizing. Oh, right? So good. I mean, those poor little tortured geese. But the funny thing is, I like things like blue cheese and foie gras and caviar we were discussing earlier. So, but I hate, I think ketchup is for people who have the palate of a two year old. I hate pickles. I don't really like bread unless it's fresh baked sourdough. It's the only kind of bread. But if you put a piece of white bread in front of me, I've never had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich before because I think jelly is disgusting. Um, what the hell is wrong with I you? I don't like hot dogs. I don't. Oh, know I don't like hot dogs. Do you know what's in a hot dog? That's disgusting. Not uh, an all beef hot dog. I don't like. It's still just the parts they pick up off the ground after they they. That's okay. Brine you know, the I rest just tell them. you a hot dog story that at my girls. I'm going to whether you say yes or not. At our girls' high school, once spotted a box of hot dogs outside the cafeteria that said "Grade 
D, but edible. <laughs> That's Ew. pretty much the definition of a hot dog. I just think like you see these things online and it'll be like, you know, are you a picky eater? Like, what would you, I don't like things that most people like, but I like things that most people don't eat. And I'm guessing it stems from like, I only ate five things growing up. So my palate's just a little bit weird, maybe. I do think it's unusual that you'll turn your nose up at ketchup or yeah. bread and you eat goose liver. Fatty, fatty. fatty. Wait, but do you eat, or you eat tomatoes if you don't no, eat ketchup? No, I don't like tomatoes. I will do like pizza sauce or I don't mind, like I don't love marinara sauce, but it doesn't bother me, but I don't like tomatoes. I have memories as a kid. So when I was in daycare, you had to eat two bites of everything. And I'm very, I was very picky. So um, I did ate nothing. And when the teacher wasn't looking, kids would eat bites out of my plate and I would eat everybody's cherry tomatoes. So at one point I did like them, but now I can't stand them. So my worst food story is milk. So I hate milk, absolutely hate milk. And when I was young, when I was a kid, my aunt Shirley would make me sit at the table until I drank all my milk. I would sit there until it was fucking warm and oh, gross and even more disgusting, and I still would not eat it because I cannot stand the taste of milk. Yeah, I think I milk's pretty foul. I like goat Unless milk. Unless it's chocolate. Chocolate milk's good. Chocolate. But if you make milk into cheese, I'm all over it. Right. So my favorite, or no, wait. Least favorite. My oh. least favorite is blue cheese and tomatoes. But I like everything made from tomatoes. And I do like pico de gallo that has crushed up tomatoes mm -hmm. and salsa but you don't like eating a tomato raw i don't like eating a tomato raw mm -hmm. and blue cheese that's i don't want and i would literally cheese. take a tomato and eat it like an apple mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in the middle of summer when they're really good half the time January, whenever no thank you. in my when i'm growing the tomatoes if i if i go outside and pick them oh. I, they don't even make them into the house no. so literally i eat them on the way into the house in my pursuit of normalcy i tried to like tomatoes like i tried to make myself like things and i will just throw up i can't do it yeah, some things you just don't like. All right, so let's talk exotic food. We already kind of got into that, but is there something exotic or really out there that you can think of that Tootsie is... Tootsie Rolls, is that exotic? Oh my That's gosh, and only the thing. chocolate ones. Right, right. So I have to go to Mexico City for work. Last time I was there, they wanted to challenge me, and so they kept trying to make me eat things that they didn't think I would eat, which normally I would not eat, but because they, you know, were being so difficult about it and we're trying to laugh at me I had to do it anyway so one of the things I ate was they actually after we had our shots of mezcal which which if you do which if you do not know mezcal is like a smoky version of tequila they brought me this plate that had an orange and some crushed up black stuff and some crushed up salty looking stuff so you're supposed to dip this orange in the black stuff and the salty stuff and so I did that and I ate it and I thought, oh my God, this is disgusting. And they're like, well, that's the worm. I'm like, that's not the part that's disgusting. It was the salt on the orange that made it taste like crap. Hmm. I don't like anything about that except then, the salt. Then when I was there, they actually took me out to get, um, they don't have uh, tortilla chips like we do in the U.S. when you go to a restaurant and you order salsa or you order guac. Because, oh my God, their guac is amazing. But they serve it with, um, it's actually pig skin, fried pig skin, which... Sounds disgusting, but it's no, it's pork craplings. That's what I, oh, I yeah, eat. They're so. fantastic, but they also serve them with crickets, fried crickets. So they brought me uh, a thing of fried crickets. So I dipped it in the guac and I tried it. And I will tell you that the the cricket itself wasn't disgusting, but it really had no flavor. I'm like, they really need to season this thing up and give it some like something to make it taste like something. Because instead, it's just like you're you're eating a crunchy. It's like eating a rice cake. Ugh. Well, and how many crickets would you have to eat to get full? 
Well, I don't know, but I ate a whole thing of guac. I mean, seriously. But I, I just get the cricket and eat the guac with the spoon. So uh, I, yeah. I mean, pork rinds are a staple. Um, so if you haven't ever seen me in person, I'm half black. And um, so even if you have seen her, in you, person, you would not know. She's it. still half black. Even I, if you saw her in person. Whether you've met me or not, it turns out every morning I wake up and I'm half black. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so if you're not well versed in the things that black people consume, um, I don't, I don't consume them. So like chitterlings and collard greens and all that stuff. But one thing that my grandma made that was really good was cow tongue. So oh. that was probably, I mean, if I'm going to say like exotic food that I like besides caviar and foie gras, I would throw that on the list. Wow. I think my most exotic is we were in Florida when I was really young and we went to a restaurant and they had all different kinds of things like alligator and shark and I don't think frog legs are on there, but I've had frog, frog legs and I don't know what else. Rat, snake. Snake was on there. I haven't had snake, but blackened gator nugs are so good. Oh, gator, <laughs> gator bites are delicious, but I do not like eat chicken. shark because shark is going to be endangered very soon. They Sorry. might. So those killer are, whales keep eating their livers. But, well... Okay, okay, but wait, wait, wait. So I want to tell you one more story. So, sorry. That's okay. So when we went to Ireland, we went to a restaurant that served um, a couple of things that we don't normally get in the United States. One of them is venison. You don't usually see that. But in Ireland, they raise deer like we raise cow. So instead of having a cow steak, you would have a venison steak, which was amazing. They also ate and served pigeon. And so Bob had the pigeon. He ordered it. And surprisingly, it's not like a white meat like a chicken. It's a red meat like... Hmm. Um, like a bunny. steak, like a steak. So but speaking of those cute little baby deer that like I drive down the street and I'm like, oh my God, they're so cute. I was on the diving team in high school and I was afraid to do my reverse double. And so my diving coach knew that I was obsessed with deer jerky. So he bought me the biggest bag of deer jerky and I was like a, like a dog. Like if you get your reverse double, here's oh a my piece God. of how about a really great restaurant that is out of state that you have been to? Like, oh my god! I mean, like Mammy's in Tennessee, so Nashville, excellent. Chris and I are—we um, <laughs> love hole in the wall bars. Like we're the sketchiest people in America. And I went to Charleston. We went to Charleston for our anniversary, and all my friends were like, "You got to go to Hall's Chop House." I'm like, okay, yeah, like, it's impossible to get a reservation. Somehow I got one. And the day of, we are walking and we see this bar called Max Place. And we tuck in there and says, I mean, it's just this dirty, dingy, hole-in-the-wall place. And so Chris and I, like, have scored this reservation to this exclusive delicious steakhouse. And we don't go. We eat wings at Max. So I go back with some friends. I'm telling them the story. And they're like, you're an idiot. We got to go to Hall's. Oh, like I'm thinking about it right now. And I just like, my insides are smiling. It was so good. They had foie gras. My friend and I split a 28 ounce, like tomahawk ribeye. We like, oh my God, I have never eaten better food in my life. And I just, it, it was the most incredible experience of my life. And where is that? Charleston, South Carolina. Charleston. Okay, cool. And uh, we, my favorite restaurant is actually, well, I have lots of favorite restaurants, but I prefer like to go to the dive places, the places that the locals go. So when we go on vacation, I'm always asking, where do you eat? Where do you eat? When I'm asking the, the dive masters and that kind of thing. So, 
in Mexico, Cozumel, actually, one of the places we went, and God, I can't remember the name of it, but they were taking my husband and I there to eat, and I was afraid. It was like one of those places where you're not sure if they're going to rob you or actually feed you. They took you into this bad neighborhood. Anyway, so we ate there. Well, then I took my entire staff back, and there were 22 of us whenever we went for our 10-year anniversary, and we all ate and drank, and they let us tend our own bar. Everyone got twin lobster tails and lionfish. We drank for six hours straight. When I checked out, guess how much the bill was? $300. Oh my gosh. It, it was the most amazing place I've ever been. Everything was fresh, everything was amazing, and That's I would cool. go back there in a split second, although I couldn't find it myself if I tried. Huh. So in Bardstown, we were down around that area, and there's a place called Mammy's, and it was wonderful. Um, so I really liked that. Was it so? It was locally owned, though, wasn't it? It wasn't a chain uh, restaurant. Yeah, it's just a local place. I will I tell you, my other favorite restaurant in the world is in Miami, Florida, and we happened across it. We were taking Stella on a Disney cruise, and we were staying in this hotel. And I just googled like places around, and it's authentic Italian, and it's so good. But all of the servers are authentic Italians, and they're beautiful. And the food is amazing. And Stella will be like, Mom, you're drooling. Stop staring at the server like you have a husband. So it just adds to the like atmosphere, having the most beautiful men serve you the most delicious, authentic Italian food you'll ever eat in your entire life. Fratelli La Bufala, it's called. Mm. So my favorite chain restaurant is Fogo de Chao. Never been. Oh, my gosh. Mm. Literally, you sit there and they bring around these skewers of meat. Oh. And there's steak, and there's chicken, and there's um, and you literally just veg out until you can't. Not veg, you, you meat out. You meat out until yeah. you can't. We eat did anymore. go to a place in Costa Rica that was really good. It was an Italian place, if you can believe that. That we went there, and these people were literally. They said seven years from Rome, and they. I mean, they had these great big, um, like a great big. Um, Parmesan roll, and they what cut do you mean it out. Wheel, like a, a, a wheel, wheel, a wheel. Yeah, that's it. And they um had they cut out the middle of it, and that's where your spaghetti. They just tossed your spaghetti. Oh, that's the oh, best. It's in the Parmesan. Yes. yes, it's amazing. Okay, yeah, that so sounds amazing. amazing. Yeah, I don't know the name of it, but we went there twice while we were on vacation. If that tells you how good it is, <laughs> I probably would have gone there every okay. night. Okay, uh, Cafe Baba Riba mm. in Chicago. It's a tapas restaurant delicious mm. but part of it also was it's a good memory my youngest daughter lucy was in school there and i was going there a long time ago when i owned a boutique and i was going there on a buying trip and we just had the best experience and the food was delicious do y'all remember the tapas place we went oh, to in breckenridge Oh, well, and the your food was great, but your avocado, the, oh, avocado. That was why did we even oh. stay there? So, so listeners, I ordered an avocado oh. margarita, and Which I thought it'd be like question why you. Ordered well, you know, it. in my head, it was going to be like this sweet, like margarita that they just blended a little bit of yeah. avocado into, and it tasted like. If you can picture guacamole with water. tequila in it oh, and just God. stir it, and it was green, thin. it was it bright green. Was, yeah, it was like and watered down tequila guacamole. For some reason, I kept drinking it, and you guys kept saying you don't have to finish it, and I did, and I don't know why. I, know. <laughs> I, I love being a good tapas restaurant though, because you can order a lot of different things and try different things without having to fill yourself yes. completely up. So, um, okay, so let's talk about um, the social aspect of food. Because when you have somebody over, I mean, we bring out food, right? So what do you think that is? Why do we do that? 
Well, I know for me, food is my love language. I love to feed people and I love to see people that are happy when I make them food. And Susie is um, an amazing cook and mm -hmm. a great hostess. Thank you. So food is not my love language. Love language. Food is not my love language. But I love I, other, but I like other people to love me with their food. Oh, I <laughs> I hate cooking. I hate I don't cook for my family. I hate any of it. So But you're good you, at it. Very good at it. When you come over and I'm hosting and I'm making food for you, I probably didn't enjoy doing it. <laughs> but you're so good but that's at it. Good at it. Societal she made, expectation. <laughs> she made us um some amazing oh, biscuits and gravy. Oh. Biscuits and gravy and, and those cinnamon, cinnamon rolls. rolls. That we're in uh, Bailey's. Bailey's cinnamon rolls with Bailey's icing. So when we moved into our current house, the kitchen was kind of offset from the living room and it was a separate room and I hated that. So after we lived there for about eight years, we took the wall out and separated the or opened the living room up to the kitchen. And that changed everything immensely because when people come to visit you, they do hang out in the kitchen, like on holidays or just anytime people are hanging out. So I could never see what was going on in the living room when the wall was there. Yeah. So I think that's kind of the, one of the big bases for like those great rooms that, that mm -hmm. are pretty much in all the houses yeah. now because it is a social area and people do want to hang out there and it, I don't and, know why. And everybody hangs out in the kitchen no matter how big everybody the rest hangs of your house the is. They go to where the food is. So if you want somebody at a certain place, and I think we talked about this, didn't we, before like, <clears throat> no, that was a whole different thing. <laughs> it was, I was having a well, conversation we'll about this, out. but you know, the thing that makes people feel comfortable in an uncomfortable place, you know, like if you go to a party, and you don't know anybody, you go to where the food is because at least you're doing something, mm. something that everyone is doing. Yeah. yeah. And so it's so funny because, and it's been that way for, you know, forever. My mom always, you know, she said everybody gathers in the kitchen. Right. Or and, even like when I used to work in an office, the coffee mm -hmm room everybody right. everybody and so it's funny room. that it's you know been our social thing for as long as we can remember because that's but on the downside of that we've caused a lot of obesity issues in the united states yes. by making that be a focus making every get together centered around food and not yeah. just a little food a fucking lot of yeah. food and i'm yeah. i mean like i was back at my mom's this past week and she still has the cereal bowls that they're anchor hawking blue and green and gold clear glass um, plates and, and bowls. My cereal bowl is like less than half of the cereal bowls oh, that they do today. The size. Yeah. Yes. You know, and it's yeah. like, and it was always enough. I mean, well, we thought it was enough then yeah. because that's what we, our expectation was. I mean, we, was. we deal with that now. When you go to a restaurant, the serving sizes are astronomical. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There is absolutely no reason that they'd be serving me a burger and fries that covers an entire plate mm -hmm. or a tenderloin that covers more than a plate. Right. But when I always think when people say, oh, that's so huge, I could never possibly eat it. Well, I'm going to eat it. But because that, but why do you eat it? Because it's there and they served it to me. I well, mean, and I eat it because my grandfather said, don't ever order oh, anything that you're not going to eat. Clean your plate. Be clean a member of the Clean you Plate know, Club. That's yeah. funny. So when Stella was a baby, she had this old school pediatrician and we loved him. But his big thing that he preached all the time was let her eat when she's hungry, let her stop when she's full so that she learns her own hunger cues instead of like feeling like she either has to eat something or can't eat something or 
Yeah, I think that's a good point. And I remember, well, even this morning we were talking about what our topic was going to be. And Farron and I both said, oh, we kind of have issues with food. So do we really want to talk about it? Kimmy made a good point. We all have issues with food. Yeah. But I I think I grew up in an age where you want to be a, you had to be a member of the clean plate club. No matter how full you were, you cleaned your plate because there were kids somewhere starving. Oh, um, in, in Ethiopia. <laughs> I think it was China. So I like I had when I was a kid, I like I've said before, I only ate like five foods. So and my mom's a pescatarian i guess but she only likes like three types of fish and um so like for instance if she made lasagna she'd make a lasagna for my dad and my brothers a lasagna for herself that was vegetarian and then like a piece of grilled chicken for me because i don't eat lasagna in any capacity because your mom is a saint the rest of us would not do that for our children well so i wasn't eating when i was a kid and everybody was like oh just don't feed her don't feed your kid she won't starve herself and i literally was starving to death because like i can't eat things and process like even to this day, certain things in front of me, like if oh. I smell it, if I see it or whatever. Um, so, but anyways, I was, so the foods I did eat, uh, I ate a lot of because I was a three-sport athlete. So I was constantly like stuffing my gullet. And then I got to college where I stopped running, you know, hours a day. And I started going to the um, bars. Gym. Cafeteria. And <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and like you have your meal points. So I'd eat like, you know, cause I'm piggy. I'd have like nachos and cheese and whatever. And I was actually talking to Chris about this yesterday. Cause I saw a picture of myself and I showed it to him cause it's so ridiculous now, but I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm getting fat. So then I would only eat grapefruit and egg white. And I like wouldn't eat anything. And if I ate anything else, I like threw up and I had some issues for a really long time. I stopped drinking even cause I didn't want to gain weight. So that's when you're like, Oh, like Let's talk about food. I'm like, oh, I'm probably the least qualified person in the world to talk about food. But I think people need to hear your story because somebody might be going through that or have a child going through that. And I think that's really good or any kind of issues. I think that if you're comfortable talking about them, you know, I think that that's something really great that, you know, you could help somebody or be like, hey, I'm not out here all by myself. Other people have done it, you know, and then on the flip side, you know, my relationship with food um, was I don't I don't even know what it is. It's I eat to get full and that's my relationship with food. I don't eat because I'm depressed. I don't eat because I don't have anything to do. Um, And, you know, and I was always a really skinny kid. And but, you know, with the upbringing that I had. We were there to just kind of cook for ourselves and mm-hmm. we had a fried daddy. And so there came the fried foods and the weight gain and the, you know, kind of stuff. So there wasn't really, and nothing really about, and you know, I love my mother, you know, but she probably didn't have anybody teaching her as well, mm-hmm. but you know, there wasn't anybody to say, Hey, this is, you know, you knew fruits and you knew veggies, but they weren't like, hey, you should have this and this. And there was no teaching. And I wonder, are we teaching our kids? Do you want to know about- something funny? Yeah. So Stella um, in elementary school, I remember brought home. Uh, so it's not the food guide pyramid anymore. Now it's a plate and it's divided into sections. But when we were kids, the food guide pyramid said you were supposed to have six to 12 servings of grains a day. Like 
that's so much bread and now it's like the bot if it were a pyramid the bottom's like Carbs, vegetables right. and mm-hmm. then it's fruit and then it's like and so even when they do teach you about food it just changes like constantly and there's that's always true. like you know first everybody was going um like Atkins diet, you know, I remember that and people are doing, um, keto, like there's always like what, what you there's should always do some kind is of always, diet, yeah. Right? yeah. And it, I mean, obviously it, it does work. I mean, those diets do how healthy it is for you. Not and the how best. sustainable too. Right. right like right. I did keto once <laughs> I've tried it all one day and, uh, <laughs> Oh, I did it in my last neighborhood and I lost a crap ton of weight, but guess what? After but like eight doing weeks it, then what of only eating like, I'm like, God, I have to smother another hamburger and butter. Like, it's so... Because you're supposed to have so much fat. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I mean, you gain weight fat. Because you can't... Yeah. You can't... You cannot eat like that. Yeah, you can't like, sustain so you that. have to... And, like, for a long time earlier this year, I was like, oh, maybe I'll eat fewer carbs. And so, like, lately, I'm just like, if I go out to eat, I only eat half my food. Like, something sustainable because I can I can do that forever. I can right. eat half my right. plate. I can't avoid certain things for the rest right. of my life. And, you know, what's funny is, you know, we sit there and we think about all these different diets and our relationship with food. You know, I mean, that's what it is. It is a relationship. I mean, <laughs> and we need it. But, like, so the low-carb diet, you can lose weight on that. Mm-hmm. You can lose weight on um, clean and you can lose weight on Atkins, you can lose Atkins weight on keto. and you can lose the weight cabbage. Them, but, but so why not, not put it together change. and, you know, eat in moderation? Because there's Everything no... Everything in it's, moderation. And yeah. it's not... I mean, even for me, it's not rocket science why people don't lose weight. You have to burn calories yeah, to, you know... Food is the one thing that, like, if you're an alcoholic, stop drinking. If you're... Right. Um, if you are a smoker, stop smoking. Stop smoking. Got food problems? Sorry. Stop eating. You got to eat because you'll die. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, that's, that's true. The problem, the problem is if I have a stressful day, I'm the first one to reach for a freaking candy bar because give me some chocolate and I will feel better for 10 minutes. Yeah, but and like who's the asshole? So like exactly, right back I know in the exactly day, what you're saying. the hunter-gatherers would go kill a bison and they would just find like forage for things and they would eat it, right? And then some dickwad was like, I think I'll make bread. And then some other little asshole was like, you know, it would be great if we pick this cocoa plant and turn it into this sweet chocolate. Add a whole like, bunch of sugar. And right. all kinds of additives. And why is everything that's good for you bad for you? Right. I mean, that's good. Like if I eat a whole can of Pringles... Yeah. Fuck. Well, and right. I, but then, but then there's the other aspect, which is income, and so oh. healthier food costs oh, more. So much money. It yeah. does, but like also, who is just like here's an entire platter of Apple homemade slices. pasta yeah. with Alfredo sauce and lobster chunks, or you can have this plain That's piece cool. of lettuce. <laughs> like, sign me up. Like, yeah. what, are you, what are you gonna eat? I Who's know. gonna be like, I'd rather have the pear. Right. No. And, <laughs> do you think though that it's like because we've become i mean we have i mean we're in a we're in a state of abundance well we can never have enough do you think it's because of money now we can go i mean like we never went out to eat i mean and if we got a pizza we never had pop in our house and we had kool-aid but it was a natural sugar i mean we were broke as shit but my mom always had the fridge stocked with juice and i would drink gallons of grapefruit juice a week because the school of thought when i was a kid was that juice was healthy for you right it changes 
all the time, like right. what you're supposed to have, oh, like what's yeah. good for you, what's right. bad for you. But, like. but I also remember when I was young and we would go out to breakfast and I would have an omelet and that omelet would have two eggs. Now you go to a restaurant, it's like a four egg omelet. So I'm like, can I just have two eggs? And they were like, yeah, but we can have to charge the same. Well, like, and places that you have like a sandwich and I have to say, I just want one piece of cheese, not three, okay, just well, one. That's wrong. But um, it's it's not it's not even the good cheese. I just not it's have like, the bread and have like, three pieces of cheese. Yeah, it's like um, it's not even the good cheese. Yeah, if it was the good cheese, I mean, you can sit there and just eat that all day yeah. long. But like you know, but, but a lot of it, I think, is that we want the value for our money. So that's why I mean, that's where buffets became popular, right? Yeah. We can go all we can so eat. I for, I, you know, I, I will not. I will yeah, not I won't either, go but, to a buffet except for Jan's Village Pizza, right? pizza Buffet. The pizza buffet is fine. Um, as a kid, we would go to. My grandpa loved Old Country Buffet. Ponderosa, dude. Yeah. Uh, no, Country I buffet. always call it Ponderosa, but um, we would go after church there, too, and I would order a steak and a baked potato because I cannot do, like, touching the spoon that other people have touched, and, like, that kid picked his nose, and then And you watch somebody them. sneeze, and... You know, that's just, a good point, though. Like, you don't even think about that stuff. <sighs> you just do it, and, you know... We yeah. have their hands. Okay, well, I, I do think about it because I've yeah. always been mentally yeah. fucked about everything. No, that stuff totally creeps me <laughs> but out. But, like, we would go, if I do, like, if the buffet was, like, the only choice and there wasn't, like, some side thing I could order, my dad would have to come with me and he would have to scoop stuff out because I couldn't even, like, touch it. Time for a mid-episode drink break. I'm Susie, and I'm having a nice cold glass of refreshing Chardonnay. And this is Jen, and I'm having some Prosecco that's new to the uh, Jan's Village Pizza. And I'm Kimmy, and I'm having crisp, fresh water. I'm Farron, and shout out to our good friend Lois. I'm drinking a sparkling water with hemp botanicals. It is strawberry mango flavored and has two 5 milligram Delta 8 THC servings. The can says zero calories and all the fun. Now's the perfect time to refill your glass before you tune in to the second part of this episode. I would rather have the loaf of bread and oh, then yeah. a whole bunch of chocolate. <laughs> I, I like both. The problem, I is, the, problem is the loaf of bread is actually worse for you than a chocolate bar. I know. But yeah, I but like, but, oh my it, God, it, it tastes so good. But it's bad for you here because like Stella wanted butter noodles and I made her homemade pasta one time because mm. sometimes I can be a little extra. And I looked up the recipe, and I was I got in this rabbit hole of, like, in Italy, they use this double zero flour, which is completely different than the flour right. we use mm-hmm. here. Very so true. I went to Whole Foods, shout out Whole Foods, and I bought it, and I made the pasta, and it was great. And I was just reading about, like, how, like, the gluten, like, it's all different with that mm-hmm. particular flour, and it's, like, the ingredients that they use across the pond make their food so much healthier and better, whereas, and like, tastier. here, we just, yeah. like, fill our foods with red dye, number 40, and, like... Preservatives, like, yeah, it's all the stuff that sodium. goes in the food that causes right. us to crave that stuff. Right. You know, you talked about... Well, and it also Indigenous people doing, um, what like, they hunted. hunted and stuff, because yeah. there was nothing else. And now there we was... can't even go near a buffalo and Yellowstone, because you might get trampled. Oh, they were gosh. fucking eating those things. Right, exactly. Yeah. But they had. Berries. I still love me a good buffalo burger. You know, oh, but yeah. they had but berries, and that was their sweet. Them. So yeah. yeah, like they just they were foraging for whatever they could get, and now we just eat such a processed diet. Like right. yes, and like our bodies are well, and, are, and, and, we, and we wonder why we have so many health issues. Like I'm sure that I mean, how many of those preservatives that are in all those foods that we eat are cancer causing? Oh, a lot of them are. I mean, it's and yeah. it tells you. I mean, like when somebody said, you know, when you're eating right, you'll only shop 
the outside of the store. Uh-huh. The and it's true. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you shop the perimeter of the store. Except for the yes. bakery. <laughs> no, that's um, on the perimeter. Yeah, I know. No, but oh. you're like, don't oh, want. You shouldn't yeah, be. Yeah. But, you know, you have, what do you have? Fresh seafood, meats, yeah. cheese. Um, and Vegetable produce. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. and Which, it's like, true. Growing up, like my mom, which is, you guys will, if you, you guys know my mom, she makes cakes and people oh, wonderful like, cakes, oh especially Delicious. the lemon. Shout you, out Denise for the lemon, especially the, the Boston crunchy. cream. Oh, and that Boston oh. cream was. Okay, so now good. I'm just drooling, but thank oh you, right? But she, where is your mom? Right she now, didn't right? know. Like she didn't start making cakes till well after I was out of the house, and um, so like growing up for dessert, we would have like strawberry shortcake. Like she really did try. Like we always had fruit. We always had like I was the pickiest eater, but I would eat cauliflower with cheese. So she always had cauliflower. Like. Um, she really tried, I mean, to make us healthy, but it's just, it's so funny when I think back, like I said about the juice and then like milk, like milk was so good for you. And now yeah, it's like, oh, milk. it's really yeah. maybe not like, I mean, and the, and that goes to showing like, but even with babies, I mean, so babies, yes. are we talking about babies? Babies. Yes. Oh wait, you Susie want to mention her new right. grandbaby? <laughs> Somebody got a new grandbaby. I may or may not have a new baby, but enough yes. about me. Go ahead. <laughs> There's nothing. And like Stella loved as a, when she was a baby, she thought that rich crackers were cookies and that kale chips were chips. And I just never corrected her. And, and she but, thought beef was brown chicken. I told her everything was chicken so she would eat it. So, like, if I made salmon, I would say we're having pink chicken. Or if I made, like, steak, I'd say brown chicken. And she would just eat it. Um, and But she loved vegetables. But, like, when I was a kid, vegetables came out of a can. And they were just, ugh, like, mm -hmm. Yeah, right. And, and, that's how, and that's how it was for me, too. But Sarah's spared vegetable, his, her whole life has been asparagus. Oh, because we roasted asparagus on the grill. Mm -hmm. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Evan and Katie both love broccoli and broccolini, which yeah. I didn't even know existed. Just mm -hmm. at some point, Toss, it didn't when, right. it didn't when we were <laughs> but, growing up. But what about like, broccoli I flour? Mean, I, like I have never had. We that. roast we roast a lot of cauliflower on the grill. Yeah. We do a lot oh, of yeah. stuff on the grill. Anything yeah. roasted, carrots. I mean, you can roasted. if it's a it makes vegetable so and you sweet roast it. Yes, green but, beans. But if, like you can roast anything, right? But if you actually look at even like the the Grover baby food, right? So you have sweet potato with apple. It mixed in something sweet because uh, it made it a little tastier for kids. And so right. we they are already being groomed at that. You know, we're putting all that stuff in foods. And again, it goes back to puberty starting way early, mm -hmm. you know. And that's from the crap that we're putting in the foods, which in turn make our bodies well, and, and cancer growth and yes. all these other illnesses and stuff. It's all the preservatives. Right. That we've, and, and there's a point to it, obviously. We can't have... Food that lasts for a week Ever. without. But that's the other thing. I mean, think about our food. You know, the longer it lasts, the more crap is in it. Oh, right. right. You know, right. and yeah. it's, it's just, I mean, a bit like that, I think, speaks to like, you know, I don't think anybody at this table, like we could go to the grocery store twice a week at, or two every two days. It's not a big deal. But some people have a set amount of money they can only spend. So they mm -hmm. have to have stuff that can last. And or, so. or you're too busy. So when I had all three kids home and we were going to softball and we were going to the horse shows and all that kind of stuff. We had to buy groceries that could last for a period of time. I did not have time to go to the grocery two or three times a week. I mean, I have time, now we run but off I just and grab bananas, right? Whenever we want. So, <laughs> but I, 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 I think that's a good. I think it's a good point. I, I feel like it's really self-indulgent of us 
to talk about food this way because there are so many people mm -hmm. who have so, so much food insecurity. Yeah. And we're so lucky that we can yeah. talk about our favorites and we can talk about mm -hmm. shopping the perimeter of the store, which is the most expensive. It is. Well, I, one of the things I really like about Florida is that I like to go to the farmer's market there. Mm -hmm. And they have, it's called a SNAP program, which is like a food stamp program. But you can literally use your food stamps at the farmer's market. I think you can around here at some booths. They started too. doing that at Kroger. You, they started giving vouchers to people for fresh produce. And that was when I worked there a long time ago. Um, they they started doing a program for that's where you could get fresh veggies. I think that's huge. So, you know, my mom taught school in a um, disadvantaged area, which is also where I grew up. And um, they started, I don't know, they got some government grants. So every week the kids got to try a new fruit or vegetable. And like my mom was like, you know, I'd go in the classroom when they were serving it and kids would be like, what's this? I've never seen this before. And it would be like a blueberry. Like they, because they didn't have money to buy fresh food. So they like, so I thought the program was really cool because introduced them to different foods, but like the things that like kids had never seen a strawberry before, they'd never seen like broccoli because they were not eating and fresh when I, food. And when I was young and we had, we were on, we were on food stamps in the WIC program, whatever that is mm -hmm. in various states, but you got pasteurized cheese, which is essentially, mm -hmm. um, government cheese, government cheese, cheese which yeah. is like Velveeta, right? Instead of being mm -hmm. actual cheese and you couldn't get the things that we're healthy for you. There is nothing in this world better than a big block of government cheese. I'm just going to throw that out there. And if you have the means, you can definitely um, donate to Open Doors of um, Washington Township. And they are always accepting donations, especially canned goods and non-perishable items. Or any other food bank in your area. 